I am looking tonight for men, young and old, who care enough about this battle between good and evil to sign on and speak up. We are at war. And by Spartan law, we will stand and fight. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world. This is a life and death contest we're in, young men. And so I'm going to get in your face a little, nose to nose, just enough fire to singe your eyebrows a little, the way coaches do when the game is close and victory means everything. I don't want to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Come join the ranks. Come join the ranks. Let's do this. We're back. We're back. Welcome back, everybody. Cody yes. Haas? Yes, I'm back. <laughs> He's back. Guess Cody who else Haas we have? Here. Guess, guess who else, everybody? We got Maurice, the man Harker. Yo, Maurice. Yo, Maurice. <laughs> Yo, Maurice. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds like... Uh, I spent like two years like in Rocky. Detroit, man. Oh. I know how to talk like that. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Yo, Yo Maurice. Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to attempt to be useful to you today. Yes. That's our, that's our goal. <laughs> we're not just having fun. Yes. We're not just having testosterone playful time. Well, this kinda. is... Well, <laughs> By the time you're done listening to us, you're going to be so inspired. <laughs> right. Well, that's the that's the goal. No, it will happen. Will it? It yeah. Will happen. See, that's the thing. Okay, see, when I when I hear that from Reese, I do have confidence. You have to guess. Yeah, we just know. If you listen, you will be inspired. Let's Watch, go. And then report back to us on that one email. Yes. Where do we send their emails after they've been inspired? Etern- the eternal uh, podcast at lifechangingservices.org. I yeah. almost messed it up. <laughs> Say that one Pod- more time. Podcast at lifechangingservices.org. I and got nervous. What email are we reason. supposed to send to that? So, the email about us being inspired. Oh. Yes. So after we listen to this and we have cool ideas and we start taking action upon them, send we us want your to thoughts. Tell y'all, all y'all, all y'all at Life Change Services. <laughs> that is my favorite part about this podcast, though, is the conversations we've had coming back. Oh, right? Is what yeah. what I haven't been there for them. Give us a I know sampling. So oh, what happens? Well, we've talked we've talked Ooh. about a few of them. Philippines, um, but from the Philippines and just like all like seriously, we have. Let me look. People, people talk like people to you in Kuwait. Uh, all my all my Kuwait peeps. What up? And I don't know if they understand me. All y'all followers out there. <laughs> the women warriors that oh, are responding. Oh, the women warriors. Oh. The mom warrior that responded. She's so cool. Talking about our two sons on a mission. Oh, just awesome. like all these all these super cool stories. A bunch of just individual warriors that are 
all on board fighting and um, a couple that have been like, man, I've, I've been needing to get back into the fight and this has helped get, get back. I mean, just really cool stories, man. Awesome. This is, this is the stuff, but um, well, let's just jump in. I mean, first, I mean, this is Wes's line. Wes isn't yeah, here gotta today. Get the tagline. Got to get the tagline in eternal warrior podcast, helping young people in their quest for self mastery, sharing stories from the battlefront battlefield battlefront from the front of the battle <laughs> in the war <laughs> in the war against Satan and pornography. So that's uh, that's what we're doing. Okay, so today, um, guys, I'm so excited to to have Maurice and Cody here because we're talking about literally the the one thing that has done more for me than maybe one any one other single principle from group from what I've learned. Awesome. We're going to talk about passion projects, right? Why? Why passion projects? Yeah, why? Well, first of all, what? Cody, do you want to tell us what a passion project is in your own in oh, your own man. words? Passion projects. It, it's like a higher level of recovery. When you get into passion projects, you replace, you know, all those wonderful chemical things that are happening. You get these good feelings. You're you're busier. You're doing things that re- really will help others. And so that's what a passion project is. It's going into something maybe you need to learn more of or that you're already really good at and you're just living it. You're having that in your life and exposing it for the good that it is. It's awesome. Interesting. You mentioned helping others. Any other thoughts on passion projects? Well, let's get a little more background. When Cody, yeah, and I, when, would you? when Cody and I went to school... And they taught us a little bit about, you know, addiction recovery or self-mastery issues or getting bad things out of your life. They gave us this phrase called keeping busy. You need to stay busy. Hmm. Okay. And I can tell you that staying busy doesn't fix the problem. I got lots of guys that are really busy and they can still lose a battle between those busy activities. hundred percent. Right. And so, and then we studied it farther and we studied it farther. Also, when we were in school, they taught us about, um, behavioral modification techniques, monitor your behavior and give yourself rewards for doing good and punishments for doing bad. Then they taught us about um, internal processing, thought processes that go inside of your head yep. and, you know, watching for this being said, watching for that being said, they taught us about triggers and when something pops into your head in church, they call them temptations yep. in uh, science, they call them triggers. And so many, many years ago, they told us that the key, the key to success is to watch your thoughts, watch your thoughts, watch your thoughts, watch your thoughts, watch your thoughts. And that took us a long way in the science. In the last 10, maybe 15 years, if you haven't noticed, if you've studied the chemical scale, I'm walking you backward through the chemical scale. Okay. Five, four, three, two is the part that they've been studying for some time now, which is the feelings, emotions, you know, they have the blast thing, bored, Lazy, I don't know the rest of them. Angry, angry, angry sad, stressed, tired. yeah, tired. Okay. And so that the science, lead to those thoughts, right? That which or precede. precede or or put you in a, in a vulnerable spot for mm-hmm. those types of thoughts. Now, what Cody and I have been studying for quite some time that this seems to be making the difference um, is that we've been overlooking the chemical side of the entire psychological war. And when you finally discover something called satanic biochemical warfare, and you see that... He, if you, when you draw the chemical scale lately, I've been drawing it like on a flat piece of paper and I draw it as a quarter circle and I think of it as a city wall. Hmm. If your enemy has been attacking one place and you've now fortified it so well that you can totally trash him when he shows up. So, hey, let's go for the thoughts. Let's go for the thoughts. Oh, we got hammered again. 
Okay. Wouldn't a smart opponent change the part of the wall he attacks? For sure. And how many guys have alarm systems on their brain chemistry? What have you been doing today? I've been monitoring my brain chemistry. <laughs> my alarm went off. Today. Yeah. <laughs> I seem to wish that thought. <laughs> I mean, we men have a hard enough time having decent alarm systems on our feelings, the level two zone. Right. Dude, what are you feeling right now? I didn't realize I was having a feeling. <laughs> It's just, just grunting. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, honestly, a lot of grunting or guns are like, beep, beep, beep. like you're wondering if there's actually anything going on in there, right? To begin with. And so, um, you know, most of us who have been around a mother or a wife or a girlfriend have heard that dreaded question. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. How do you feel about that? And the that? most common masculine response is, I don't know. I don't know. Fine. Good. Fine. Good. Fine. Okay. So if you're going to use the tools we're going to talk about today, you are going to have to do a little preliminary work. You have to get good at being aware of your brain chemistry. But the chemical sensation, the chemical energy that Cody and I are talking about today is a concept that is encapsulated by the word passion. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting. You know, I, when the first time I was studying um, Bible Belt type religious concepts, they even have like a passion week or a passion pageant. And there's even a movie by Mel Gibson that involves the passion of some form. I don't remember the name. Passion of the Christ? Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. And so only in our culture where we have been exposed to lots of inappropriate things have we concluded that passion equals inappropriate. Passion equals nasty. Passion means you're going wrong. Okay. The scripture that really helped me get my brain rolling in the right direction on this was bridle your passions that you may be filled with love. It does not say kill your passions. It does not say extinguish them. It does not say pen them up in a corner and tie them to a post. Okay? Bridal. Interesting Bridal your word, passion. right? Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. And so passion projects, as Cody has introduced, are intended to be projects that use your intense energy. Okay? Mm. Pa- projects that use all, all of it. And by the time you're done, you go, whoa. That was extremely fulfilling. And for those of you who might be slightly perverted, you might even end it with saying, that was better than sex. (laughs) If you do a passion project correctly, you will say that was better than sex. Interesting. Okay. Is it because the the same... Yeah. Oh, just chemically. One of the ways that I do it is like we have so much sex energy in our body that we need to distribute, right? We have so much of that that can can be used in so many different good ways manpower sports whatever we're doing with work but we can really distribute it because we have so much of it and if we're not having any distribution systems it's going toward you know blinded toward sex it's going to be outlet one way or another yeah whether it's deviant or not so we've got to find a way to make sure that it's not well an an analogy Hmm. to go with it is like water energy Okay, when water is coming down the side of the mountain, water will go to the most natural, least resistant place. And the most natural part of our brain is the animal part of your brain. So no shocker there that goes in that direction. Yep. But when Cody's talking about this distribution thing, the image that comes to mind is those really big power dams with all those channels that they have in them oh, and all yeah. those turbines on the side. In order for water to really produce amazing power, it might need to build up a little bit. And it's okay if sex energy builds up a little bit. 
But to keep the dam from breaking and flooding an entire city or neighborhood out, you got to give it these channels. Mm -hmm. And Cody gave some great examples there. Oh, that's so cool. You know, you have your work, you have your relationships, you have your um, money-making activities, you have your sports. So all the way back, this is not a new idea. Hobbies, right? Just like good thing. Oh, no. Not hobbies. Interesting. You see, the problem with hobbies is they rarely come with enough energy. And as we talk Mm. about the elements of a passion project, we'll talk about how hobbies rarely count. But you can take a hobby and turn it into a passion project. But a hobby is not enough. Hobby by itself is not enough. Interesting. So, do you want me to go down the list of descriptors? Yes. Would you? Okay. Do you any comments you have, Cody? No. Yeah. Good. Because Thank I, I, I right. would love to. Oh, so I wrote this up so, so I wouldn't cool. get lost in the details. A passion project. First criteria you're looking for the passion project. It engages a warrior, man or woman, to give their whole heart and soul to an inspired cause. Oof. Okay. The reason that hobbies rarely work is because they're only they're usually time fillers, not inspired causes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And usually not inspired, maybe meaning to benefit someone else when it that really comes in. Oh, in a is second. that next? Oh, okay. But an inspired cause is one that God had something to do with the idea. Hmm. It's revelatory. It was revelatory. And so now God can sometimes give you a 10% revelation because you already brought 90% of the idea, like the whole brother of Jared thing with the stones and stuff like that. Most of that idea was the brother of Jared. Right. Okay. Other times it's brand new to the person. Like when Joseph Smith goes to the Grove and he's all like, I'm thinking of a religion. No, scratch all of your ideas. We're starting from scratch. Right. And so sometimes the ideas we get are completely new to us. And sometimes most of the ideas are our own. Like that God adds an element to it that was beyond what we were expecting. Interesting. Takes okay. it to another level. So for cool. it to be count as a passion project, there has to be an element of divine revelation in the project. The Very idea cool. to pull it off. Very cool. And it has to be something that you give your whole heart and soul to. Most of us in our culture have had our first experience with this in our um, mission calls, going on missions. Uh, some of us can do it in sports. Cody's got a history of some pretty intense whole heart and soul investment in sports. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if it doesn't require you, maybe you're not good at doing that part yet. Maybe you're still getting good at finding your whole heart and soul because it's got little pieces laying around on the ground. I lost part of my heart and soul. Okay. <laughs> you might have to gather it and put it together. Okay. Right. So like how um, when Spencer was, you were developing your passion project. Right? Yeah. You're, you started out with, it was more action, you're, and Marisa will probably get into this as one of the steps. Is it's more action-based. You have to be in movement to get to that revelation, right? Right. And so you were, you were doing the book, right? You're reading all these books, and you're getting all these ideas, and, you're, and you, you're wanting to develop it. And all of a sudden, you came to me one day, and you said, what about a podcast? And... It was, it was revelatory. I bet when that came, there was a feeling, there was a rush of emotion and great Absolutely. things of how this and would excitement. inspire. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes, but there were months before that that yeah. I was working and it wasn't, um, and I, it wouldn't be defined as a passion project now that we're describing it, but I was doing things that I felt 
inspired to do. So I was like, I was working on some art that I hadn't done in a long time, but it all tied back to why I fought. Mm -hmm. So I was drawing athletes that reminded me of a Mm -hmm. certain aspect of my fight. So I drew LeBron James because he reminded me of power, right? Of Mm -hmm. just like, so there were things that I was doing that were already really exciting to me. And I felt inspired. Like I was like, I was writing them down in my journal. These are really cool things that will help me and remind me of the fight. And it was, that was months before the idea for the podcast came very, that's a really cool insight. Gotta be in movement. Gotta be moving. Okay. Adding the next piece. Yep. A passionate project requires divine assistance to complete. Warriors must learn to set miraculous level goals, goals that cannot be achieved without an alliance with God. (gasps) Now, um, what we hear often when someone comes to us, most of us have been trained to a degree in what they call smart goals. Yep. Smart goals, one of the things that disqualifies a smart goal as a passion project is it's realistic. Okay? Right. And so a true passion project is not realistic. Okay? The idea that's... That's so cool. When you think about Moses going into Egypt and someone says, what's your plan? I'm going to get the Israelites out of Egypt. That doesn't seem realistic. Right. Okay. It has an l- element of impossibility to an it. An element of impossibility, because <laughs> if you think you can accomplish it, then you don't need a god. Wow. So if you pl- map it all out from beginning to end, and all of the pieces make sense to you, there's no room for God to jump in and do his magic trick. For every true passion project, there has to be a section of it that you have no idea how you're going to pull it off. Wow. Okay. Cody and I have been uh, working on the goal of getting 2,000 sons of Helaman attending per week. Uh, we don't know how we're going to do it. We don't know how we're going to pull it off. But just in the last two years, some of the concepts of science or technology and reaching out to people, um, even like uh, something as simple as an electronic application where a secretary doesn't have to fill it out, we've quadrupled our intake speed with that one technology. Wow. Okay. And so, but we couldn't have known that existed when we first started. Even the fact that some goofballs would come up with the idea of a podcast. Right. Okay. And reach people that you and I can't reach on a daily basis. That's the miracle. That's a magic. And just to highlight, they're definitely the part of the goofballs. Just wanted to make sure that that, that's it. No names mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just our guests. A true passion project requires divine assistance to complete. Next one. So cool. It must improve the lives of others, one person at a time or in groups of thousands. Okay? If your passion project or your idea or your goal does not benefit someone other than you, it doesn't count as a passion project. Now, let me give you an example of my dad. My dad is getting older, 70-something. Okay. And so his passion project is in his wood shop. Okay, and he gets his tools out, and we're all afraid he's going to cut a finger off, but where he gets his tools out, and the whole time he's making chess sets and other things, he's thinking about the person who's going to receive it. That is his number one motivator. He would not do it if he wasn't thinking about who's going to get it. Wow. Either whether they're paying for it, because he never charges full price anyway, or the gift he's going to give to someone, and his he daydreams about their facial expressions. Like, whoa! and the edifying experience it has for him. So whether your passion project is something as simple as crafting a sticky note message, okay? Right. And you had to be inspired to do it, and it takes God to do it because there's no way you're not going to know how to write it correctly. (laughs) 
And if the other person's not going to be offended, that's going to be a miracle. (laughs) That's impossible. (laughs) I do a lot of marital work. And when guys go, leave a sticky note for my wife, she's totally going to kill me if I leave a nice note. Because she's not going to believe it. She's going to tear it up and throw it on the floor. I said, then you're going to need a miracle. God's going to have to be involved in that. And But does it improve the life of somebody else? Absolutely. So Cody's working on this book thing. I know. Yeah. Tell us about your, your passion project. And oh, how is that possibly supposed to help anybody? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm translating the, the Like Dragons They Fight book into Spanish. That's so and cool. it is... It is one of the the greatest passion projects when I'm in it. Like it just like I know I have to really really I really have to fight the adversary because he's just like, "No, oh, no, just wait on it. Wait on it." Right. But then I go into, "Oh my goodness, who is this going to help?" This is going to help a lot of a lot of people around the world. And so that's my passion project right now. One of them. One of them. Thank you. So cool. Next one yep. aligns the frontal lobe, the spirit, and the more primal energies in each warrior into a well-tuned harmony. Zeroes you Whoa. out. Whoa. Really so let's talk about those three yeah, pieces. Yeah, explain. All right, we'll break it got, down. Yeah, I got, a little, <laughs> got a, right. little, a little intense for me there. Now, imagine one or two of these without the others, okay? Okay. If you don't know about the frontal lobe, the frontal lobe is a part of your brain that's more of a genius thinker. It's more of the creative thinker. It's more of the compassionate thinker. It's, it's the part of you that is makes it obvious that you're not a lizard. Yep. Right. Okay. So anything that your brain can do that's above and beyond an animal, that's what frontal we call frontal lobe, lobe working. Hmm. Creative thinking about problems, etc. So frontal lobe, it aligns that. You have to be creative thinking. Okay. Um, the spirit has to be part of it. Like, then you start getting these little bumps and nudges. Again, revelations come in different percentages. Sometimes you can get a 100% revelation. Sometimes you get a 5% revelation because um, you have the others on your own. And um, it, like, compensates for the gap. Okay? When Cody's doing his translations for this book, he's going to have some limitations similar to when Nephi was doing his part of the Book of Mormon where we rely on the, the listener to have the spirit with them to compensate for any errors that we might make. As a therapist, I'm a knuckle dragger from Idaho who's not sophisticated in many ways. And so I've got clients who are going, how huh, what? And I need the Holy Ghost to kind of cover the gap. Right. To enlighten their mind or help Beyond them under- what I can do. Yes. If you've listened to Spin, you know you need the Holy Ghost to fully comprehend what he's saying. <laughs> right? Because he's got a message. There's very few things. He's got a message. Now, now, Wes, on the other hand, articulates beautifully. Yeah. Well, he does still need the spirit. But me, on the other hand, it literally is, it's translated. I, it's the gift of tongues. There's it's no other way. It's one other explanation <laughs> It's for glorious. It. Cody and I, male therapist, that's almost an oxymoron. Right. Okay. And then we must, uh, the more primal energies in each were into a well-tuned harmony, if your passion project does not bring with it a warrior chemistry sensation, like you're invigorated, Oof. okay? You hear Cody talking about knocking people's heads off in his football days. Oh, all the time. He yeah, shows the baby. same feeling when he talks about translating something into Spanish. It's like, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got this. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel that. I love that. And so even for women um, who feel mother bear chemistry or something like that, there's an energy, you know, when they're working on a passion project, there's a little fire, there's a little flame. And so you have to have the flame, the intensity combined with enlightenment and spiritual combined with creativity and like superhuman thinking. So it's not a passion project if it doesn't have those three things. That's so cool. And that's why I talk about every manpower goal could be an 
a really good passion project. Like Every what? single step. Like what? The tell ministry. Us. Tell us. Oh man, have you oh. seen, seen some of these people that what they do for their ministry goal and how it affects their mother on a daily basis? Right? And it's revelatory. Some of the things that they're doing is like, you know, just amazing. Making a craft for mom just to just to make her day. Wow. Who what guy does that? That's so cool, <laughs> you know? dude. And so it can be, each one of these can be tied into their manpower goals. That's why I'm like, guys, if you can tie a passion project in your manpower goals, right. so this can be- affect others in there. Yeah, lives. and it becomes a daily part of your, it's a daily part of your life, right? And that's, I mean, that's a higher, you know, a higher level of manpower. But man, if they can, if they can do that, it's awesome. Thank you. Dude. Next one says, create momentum in a warrior's life that keeps him or her moving forward. Okay. Some people have told us my passion project is to mow the lawn. Okay. The problem with that is any ritualistic activity, which while it might be a good thing for manpower, um, because it keeps, you know, it keeps redoing something that needs to be redone. It's not actually moving anything forward. Hmm. It's just doing something like folding laundry cannot be a passion project. Okay. Anything that is a repeat behavior, unless now gardening can be. Which is different than mowing a lawn because it's producing something and producing something and producing something. So repetitive behaviors are not by definition not passion projects, but it has to have an outcome. Interesting. To Cody was telling me the other day about his rituals for working on this book. You would you might if you were just watching him on camera, it looks like a repetitive behavior. Like he has a certain time where he gets his stuff out and he goes over it and it looks like he's doing the same thing he did yesterday. Okay, but that's not, he's producing something that moves a project forward. It's moving the book forward. It's mm-hmm. moving the translation forward. Okay. Interesting. And so you're moving towards a, a outcome, something to the end. So repetitive behaviors that are only repetitive on purpose or by nature cannot be counted as passion projects. Right. Anything that maintains something in a certain state doesn't count right it's got to be able to improve or grow or now now this can be mistaken because you know um some people won't choose something because it does require a lot of repetitive behaviors Hmm. somebody who's like training for a marathon or someone who's training something thing there's a lot of passion projects that require a lot of repetitive behavior okay because you have to keep doing it to create the momentum that's needed Right. In order to get to the final outcome. Yep. And so you just, it takes a little bit of discernment to recognize, is this repetitive behavior producing a long-term product, project, or is it just something that I'm going to just have to keep making your bed every day is unlikely to be a passion project. Right. Brushing your teeth every day, unlikely to be a passion project. So when I got guys who give me a list of their checklist of the habits, habits are not passion projects. Good things, right? And there's a difference between good things mm-hmm. and a passion project. All right. Good. Good. The final one that we have here, there's could be some more, but these are, this should be summarizing the basic elements reinforces the warriors new identity, connecting them to their future and not their past. Let me explain what we mean by that one. So cool. Most of the people we meet, young men, older men, when they join us, they have recently acquired the identity of addict or messed up husband, or messed up something. There's some kind of a negative label there. And most of them have internalized it. Yep, I'm just the baggage on my wife's back. Yay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's who they are. It's, it's, it defines like, them. Yeah, That's who it defines I am. them. Yeah. Like, mm. That's who I so am. 
if they don't start envisioning themselves with a new identity, I had a guy in here earlier today and I says, dude, based on what I'm, uh, I'm watching you experience and the frequency of your satanic attacks, you could be en route to becoming one of the future prophets. And his facial expression like, are you stupid, Maurice? Like, that is not even possible. I am the worst sinner on the planet. And I'm all, maybe you are, but maybe the future 12 apostles need someone who can tell stories about going from the worst sinner on the planet to someone who's completely experienced the atonement. Wow. So he, I can, he's going to struggle to get somewhere until he starts to formulate his new identity. Yes. As someone like, here, I'll give you just an example of me. Like for, until I was in my mid to late 20s, I was a pretty decent guy from a potato farming family in Idaho. That was my identity. A pretty decent guy from a potato farming family in Idaho. If it wasn't for the woman that I married who said, you know, this might surprise you. I know everyone else has told you throughout your history that your biggest problem is pride and you have some arrogance issues. But after getting to know you, your biggest problem is you don't know your potential enough. Hmm. And I'm a huh, what? She goes, this thing, you, this dream you have of like becoming a therapist and just serving one person at a time, you are so underestimating what you can do. Hmm. And so envisioning the possibility of looking for strategies to influence thousands instead of one was something I had never considered. I was satisfied with a one after another, after another, after another. And it was her and lots of people that I've met along the way who go, yeah, I think we can pull this off. I think we can influence more people. And so I had to start to envision myself as someone who could have an impact on more than one person at a time and possibly impact a thousand. To this day, it still shocks me. If I'm having a revelation, I start because one of my biggest passion projects is single um, concept postings, like uh, write out a single article or write, I um, do, a, do this blog, this podcast or a short video. Right. And since I've done the work it takes <clears throat> to do that repetitive behavior of nurturing the Facebook page where it's on, where there's now over 50,000 followers, I can now take an article that I wrote, like, for instance, when I wrote a couple weeks ago about um, the recent general conference talking about how ad the adversary and the devil and Satan are all regularly being spoken of, posted that, and in three weeks, has it been three weeks since conference? Yeah. Um, there has been over 40,000 viewers of that post. Oh my gosh. And going, okay, every time Cody does something, every time we all do something and post, I think the average uh, Eternal Warriors podcast has at least a 2,000 uh, people who've seen it and been exposed to it within two weeks. I don't know that all of them clicked on it, but you get the idea. Right. Okay. Can so, I just pinpoint on jump that? In, that's what was so the last, cool. What you reinforces the Warriors' new identity, connecting them to their future... Um, and not their past. And Spenny, as, as therapists, we have no other option but to, to really reinforce this principle on a regular basis. Like, if we don't operate like this as therapists and knowing what potential these men have or women have or the marriages have, like, we, we do them wrong. Like, mm. we miss the point. And so we often, you know, I often get told by my clients, like, what are you thinking? You really see this in me? What, what are you talking about? Right. And I'm like, I have no other option. And I've got to teach you that you have no other option but to think that, like this also. I know there's other things that are going to come in, but we have to be, we have to gain that confidence to beat this, these adversarial attacks on a regular basis. Fascinating. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not enough to say, come in to get fixed or fixed, right? Quotes, air quotes, but to 
launch into a new state of life, right? Not to just mend what's been passed, but to en- enable or to pr- inspire someone to see something more. We're going we're gonna to meet them where they're at, but we're going to, you know, we're going to rise up. We're going to just take them to the next level. Every, every time they come in, there's going to be something that, oh, they, that is so they'll be cool. willing to do to get to that next level. You know, one of the, one of the important things as you listeners um, continue to listen to Wes and Spen and what they've put together here, um, I don't know if they are aware of the complex psychology behind their their approach to these podcasts, but um, Cody and I um, spent some time with a, a large organization that was interested in how we do what we do. And my interpretation, one of their questions was, every time we have tried to create a, a training system for young men, they like are nervous about going and they're embarrassed about going and they sneak out to their car after a meeting and they're, they're just mortified by the experience. And their question for us, one of their questions for us was, why do the boys like to be there? Why do they like laugh and play outside the door and have camaraderie and goof off and, and, and love being with each other? And hmm. if you really listen carefully to uh, the, the, the introduction to these podcasts, and I hope that it bleeds over into all the other work that we do, we start right fresh from the very beginning with your identity. Your identity is not a messed up person trying to fix a problem. Your identity is you're one of the most important heroes on this planet. You are the warriors. You are the eternal warriors that this world has been waiting for. For thousands of years. The noble and great ones of the final generation. And just because you've been kicked around in your developmental years... And a 7,000-year-old genius was so intimidated by you that he attacked you before you came up into full growth because he's a sissy that way. He's a okay. cheater. Gosh. He's a cheater. Che- hey, why don't you wait until these guys are full grown? No way. I'm not waiting <laughs> yeah. until these guys are full grown. I want to beat them up when they're in their prepubescence. <laughs> now, that's a manly man who knows how to attack guys before they even reach puberty. Oh, oh is he? Okay. Uh, seriously though <laughs> I'm, I just get so aggravated but please all all y'all who are getting banged around he would leave you alone if he wasn't scared of you okay and as you listen to these podcasts and you listen to the ongoing conversations especially ones when I'm not here and have a chance to hear what's going on keep listening for the identity that Spen and Wes are trying to transfer over to you yes. okay because we'll be able to do these passion projects engaging, requiring, getting the divine assistance, improving the lives of others, aligning ourselves with frontal lobe, the spirit, and the primal urges, creating um, momentum and reinforcing the warrior's new identity. Okay. There will come a day when we have this army of men who have learned not only how to do individual passion projects, but I'm going to take you one step farther than that, okay? I want you to imagine two phenomenal passion project doers who meet each other and they stand next to each other and they start synergizing their strengths. No names mentioned like Spin and Wes. Okay? <laughs> and then they add another one. Yeah. Like Cody. Yeah. And then they add another one like Maurice. Okay? Yep. The concept we have heard about the ability to move mountains, when we have teams of 10, 20, 100, 1,000 Men who have taken the energy that they used to lose onto the ground with their passions 
and they have harnessed it, as Cody described, like a dam with all these turbines, and you put a hundred dams with superpowers next to each other, we are going to move more than mountains on this planet. We are going to ripple effect everything. So young warriors, learn how to do passion projects. Stop sitting at home and try to figure it out yourself. Align yourself with the other Sons of Helaman. Get yourself into Sons of Helaman training. Learn how to get rid of the negative and replace it with not just the positive, but superhuman positive, because we are truly attached to a God who can pull off miracles. We need not live in a time period where we think that what Moses did is part of the past, what Joseph Smith did is part of the past. We are in a day and age where as warrior teammates aligned with God, we can do miracles just as well as they did in the past. Can I get an amen yeah. from that? Seriously? <laughs> when you said that we would walk away inspired today, you were not lying. I was not You lying. knew. I knew that. Oh my gosh, you guys. And, and to think about it, Comparing it to Moses, comparing it to what Joseph Smith did, right? Thinking those are very physical. We can like see this. We can see the water part and that is a miracle. But what we are experiencing as a community right now and building and conversations that we're having that were have never been had before. People don't say the words pornography and masturbation. Like we're, they, we don't think of ourselves as warriors, as day-to-day warriors. We're changing that. You're part of it. Mm, that's awesome. Oh, it's so. Oh, you guys. It's fun to work side by side with real men. Yes. It's so Very fun. Much. And just to think about that, the impact. Oh, Maurice, Cody, you guys are Can't the do it best. Without you. Well, I guess we could. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what makes it so cool. Is, is like you said, it's not an individual effort. And we don't want it to be. I don't want this boring. Like, bore, like yes. Yeah. And and what and what Maurice talked about real quick while you were talking about group, come to group and experience what it's like to have a camaraderie of uh, a camaraderie unlike anything I've ever experienced. A brotherhood. A, a team that uh, we won't let each other fail. Oh man, it's so cool. So cool. Any, uh, I mean, we got to get you out of here, Maurice. You got another appointment. Okay. Is there any other final thoughts, Code? Maurice, we good? Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You guys are the best. Okay, we love you. Hey, be on the lookout because um, we're going to have a Mother's Day episode what? where me and Wes are going to talk with our moms here on the podcast. Oh, Isn't that great. so cool? Yes. I'm oh. so excited. I, and Wes has already recorded with his mom and I have yet to do that with mine, but it's going to be, so be on the lookout for that. Um, listen to Jim's episode. If you haven't yet, unbelievable yes. stuff. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey, you know what today is? Yeah. What? Saturday. You know what Saturday is, right? What? Basketball. <laughs> you want to go play some basketball? Okay. All right. Then we're going to go sell a bone density scanner. How about that? You want to do that? No. Hey, Dad, I'm going pro. Oh. <laughs> I'm going pro. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, you'll probably be about as good as I was. 
that's kind of the way it works, you know, and I, I, I was below average. You know, so, whoa. So you'll probably ultimately rank somewhere around there, you know, so I really, uh, you'll excel at a lot of things, just not this. I don't want you out here shooting this ball around all day and night, all right? All right. Okay? All right, go ahead. Let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period.